We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 22nd, 2012. have a ton of information to still cover here. Uh, this next article is um, secret information the New World Order doesn't want you to see. Now, it's a 15-minute clip from Alex Jones. He covers a lot of different bases. Now, again, I, I just was talking about Alex Jones, about how he doesn't have a clue about this or that or this. So, so don't accuse me of please getting on the Alex Jones bandwagon. I've done warnings on him, okay? But when it comes to factual information that can be verified, particularly a lot of the stuff that he's been doing lately has focused in on the what they're doing to try to kill us. He's done a really good job regarding a lot of that information. Does he have the full big picture? Is he going about it from a biblical, spiritual way? No, he's not. But again, all we're doing here is gleaning. We're just gleaning here. And this 15-minute clip here gets into a lot of different things that, again, some of them I've covered, some of them I haven't. Different devices of Satan where they're literally trying to kill us. And it's, again, just like the election fraud thing, it's getting really flagrant. So, let's. I'm going to go ahead and just play this. This is uh, Insider Food and Water and Packaging. It comes, our Trojan horse compounds that we weren't meant to notice. The devil's subtle. And once you see his devices, then you can identify them and then hopefully stay away from them. This report and many other important exposés below shed light on bisphenol A, GMO, fluoride, and other dangerous additives reaching into our systems. And again, this is more of a big picture look at what's really going on here with uh, the wickedness of the government here. Now, there's several other videos here on this particular link if you click on it, and there's other things uh, that he gets into where he really gets into a lot of other specifics. But this is just a, more of a general overview, and if you want to hear the other videos, you can click on that link as well. We are under chemical and biological attack. The scientific dictatorship sought to not only overthrow nation states, but to destroy the family and the human species itself. All of us are under attack. Remember, we are a species. Like like no other different than, you know, the uh, animals. I, I just cannot stand that term. I uh, That's the term the globalists use, just so you know. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, well, that's because he's one of... He, he may be. I don't know. They, that's, that's a good possibility that he is, okay? But the, the factual evidence presented in this report is pretty much irrefutable, and it confirms my evidence as well, but I hate that term, the use species. The global technocrats launched their assaults through covert means, through our water and food supplies, as well as household items, food, packaging, prescription, and over-the-counter drugs. All of these systems used to deliver their covert Trojan horse payloads of control. If we are unsuccessful in stopping these technocratic madmen, humanity as we know it is a thing of the past. The report that you are about to see documents this horrific fact in detail. What you do with the information is up to you. You have been warned. The information that you are about to see and hear is some of the most important info that you will ever witness in your life. I can say that unequivocally. And I am begging you 
for the sake of you and your family and for our human family to please take notes, to check the different documents and news articles that we're going to show you here today and prove to yourself that we're telling you the truth. In fact, we're only scratching the surface. There is a private global corporate government now operating in the open that is based on the quack science of eugenics. And to put that in a pop culture context, or something the general public will understand, Hitler was a eugenicist. And he got his ideas from scientists in England and the United States. Now, the robber barons like the Rockefellers that funded Hitler early on in the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute still control this nation and much of the world today. And the entire development of modern sciences through large tax-free foundations and government funding and DARPA that President Eisenhower warned us about has been in the direction of basically creating an artificial habitat, an artificial system where the scientific dictators or the technocrats, as they call themselves, play God over us and manipulate us. They see us as lab rats, as guinea pigs. Now, in the last decade, I've talked a lot about eugenics, really, for more than 16 years on air, but intensely for 10 years or more. And in the different documents that we're going to show you here, we found the UN documents, the Planned Parenthood documents, the World Population Organization documents, where they openly discussed breaking up the family, getting rid of the, quote, arcane institution so they could have their international collectivist system shutting down all competition against the ultra-rich. That is the system that we face as a society. And I'm going to go over some of those documents. But up front, I want to just say this. The system is scared to death of this information. Three years ago, they had a bunch of different George Soros-affiliated, Democratic Party-affiliated groups come out against me and really simplify uh, the, the uh, straw man that they built and go after me by saying, Alex Jones says the government is putting chemicals in your food and water to make you gay. What I had actually said was, this phenol A alone that's in thousands of plastic products, printer ink, you name it, is lowering male fertility, is a estrogen... They cover it in the store receipts. Uh, different stores are a lot worse than others. I think CVS is one of the worst. It's this hormone disruptor, this xenoestrogen, uh, cancer-causing substance they put on receipts. And I mean, again, it's literally that by design. They know that you, know, you go to the store, you get something, you take the receipt, you get it on your hands, and a lot of times it, it's going to, um, your skin can absorb things. And it's literally that pervasive, the way, the different, various and sundry ways they're trying to kill us and to change who we are as human beings, essentially. And is feminizing boys and men and hyper-feminizing women, and has been linked in major studies to breast cancer and other cancers. Now, don't you think that they would want to create a whole generation of men and boys that were just hyper-feminized and really didn't have any backbones and were scared of their own shadow, possibly? I mean, wouldn't that benefit them? Wouldn't that be a lot easier to control? Just some, something to think about. It is devastating our society. And these har hormonal disruptors 
are actually running off into the lakes, streams, and rivers and confusing the sexual reproduction of nutria rats, rodents, uh, fish, turtles, you name it. Uh, this is a toxic waste, and it is added to our water, it is added to our food, it is added through the plastics that are in almost everything to our daily lives to reduce our fertility. Now, I want to show you first this document. This is from Planned Parenthood to the president of the Population Council that was tied in with the United Nations. And in it, they break down in 1969 plans to lower population and destroy the family. A. Planned Parenthood, okay, one of the most satanic evil organizations on the planet, has always been about eugenics, depopulation, anything evil. They've been for it. Postpone or avoid marriage. B. Alter image of ideal family size. Demonize having more than one child. Compulsory education of children. They mean brainwashing. Now listen to this one. Encourage increased homosexuality. Here's another one. Educate for family limitation. Fertility control agents in water supply. And the current White House science art, John P. Holdren, is on record in multiple books calling for this as well. And I got news for you. It's going on now. Fertility control agents. I'm reading from one of the books, Adding the Sterling to Drinking Water or Staple Foods, is a suggestion that seems to horrify people more than most proposals for involuntary fertility control. So in other words, they know what's best for us, these ultra-wicked elite eugenicists, globalists, and they're just going to do this stuff without our knowledge, and they have been talking about this stuff for decades, and they've gotten very, very good at it, they're trying to kill us in so many different ways. I mean, I, I there's no way I could even do a study on it. I, I just try to cover bits and pieces of it because it's so pervasive and so huge. And it's not just that, okay, they're trying to kill us, but what it's doing, it's like a slow death. And it's literally, in the process of the slow death, sucking the vitality out of people. I also believe that a lot of, of what they're doing also brings some type of curse with it. I mean, when you take a vaccine that's literally cultured off an aborted baby, and I believe there's it's up to like 18 now that are that's being done to, I don't really know what type of curse you're bringing on yourself. But I know it can't be good from a biblical standpoint. So they try to get us to curse ourselves, essentially. Body, soul, and spirit to make us ineffective as part of the body of Christ. Satan is pulling out every dirty, nasty trick he... And he's trying to keep it all suppressed. He's trying to get the information that, like we're getting into right now, totally suppressed, so nobody knows about it, so we're totally ignorant of his devices, so that we are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And this is why I'm trying to shed light on this. You are being forcibly drugged with toxic chemicals. Hundreds of them are added to the water supply, including radioactive isotopes, not just sodium fluoride that gives you a seven-fold increase in cancer. They have gone absolutely ape over the fact that I'm talking about this because it hits at the core of how these scientists are playing God. Okay? This is not saying that people in the Roman times, some of them weren't gay or whatever. This is not about a moral issue. 
This is about to reduce population, giving men estrogen mimickers so that they're not attracted to women and so they are less fertile or infertile. But on the other side... And they also cause cancer, these xenoestrogens. It's making girls go into puberty at 9, 10 years old, many of them now at 5. I've seen some articles as young as 3. This is all over the Western world. The United States has the highest cancer rates, especially in women and breast cancer. It basically accelerates the aging process to simplify it. It does a bunch of other horrible things as well. It causes deformities in utero, causes more abortions, women to have miscarriages. And that's what this document gets into. It says compulsory abortion or out-of-wedlock pregnancies, compulsory sterilization of all who have had two children. What do you see in China? Our government went over there in the 70s, made a deal with the U.S. government the U.N. to industrialize China and finance them if they do this. And now I see articles where they have forced abortions, where they're arresting people or taking their property if they have more children than the state says they can have. China is the model of the world. Break out of this matrix. Realize that you live in a controlled society in an artificially constructed civilization that is designed to dehumanize you and strip you of what it is to be a human. Taking over our very reproductive process, chemically altering men and women at an early age and even in utero. And what happens when I point this out? How does the establishment, the mainstream media, these corporate dinosaur mercenaries of propaganda, these prostitutes, how do they respond? Same way they've done for years. Last week there were articles in CBS News, ABC News, you name it, attacking myself and Ron Paul, saying Ron Paul goes on Alex Jones's show, and Alex Jones says the government's putting chemicals in your food and water to make you gay. You see, they know people are reading that, and so they take all this research and they just turn it into, Alex says they want to make you gay, and look, Ron Paul goes on their show. When what I've really shown here is this is being done to reduce fertility, to increase cancer, and to destroy our normal gender roles. You're taking people's choices to have children away. You're taking people's choices to choose their sexual preference away. You know, they spin it to say you're born this way, and certainly there's different variants of it. Some of it is natural, but they're artificially adding chemicals that are making... No, homosexuality is not natural. It's demonic. Okay, so I beg to differ with them on that one, but... Rats be confused about their gender, male and female. You're being chemically altered. Here are the documents. Here's the White House science are calling for adding stuff to the water, and their answer is, oh, Alex doesn't like gay people. That has nothing to do with this. This is about science and being manipulated by a technocracy that's playing God. The Centers for Disease Control has come out after public pressure and after scientific pressure and admitted that what's in the printer ink and the receipt ink and on the money and in thousands of products, TV dinners, you name it, toilet paper, that people are touching is an estrogen mimicker and was chosen out of thousands of different varieties to be a chemical in the environment to reduce fertility and to basically turn men into servile creatures. The globalists just want to subdue the population so they can engage in chemical and biological warfare against us. Our water, our food, it's all being manipulated. And it's admitted now 
that the majority of water supplies in the U.S. have high levels of Prozac, high levels of female hormones, high levels of hundreds and hundreds of other chemicals that are, quote, runoff. The problem is I've seen the major studies. In some cases, this stuff is 200, 300, 400 times higher than it could be from sewage runoff. It's being added to the water. There's a reason the American people and the people of Western Europe will put up with such incredible tyranny. It's because we've been chemically and biologically manipulated. And If you're drinking any kind of tap water in particular, you have to really go out of your way to try to get these chemicals out. Fluoride is incredibly hard to get out. You have to have special filters in order to do that. Reverse osmosis does not get fluoride out, just so you know. You are being fluoridated big time if you're drinking, well, obviously, if you're drinking fluoridated water. Even if it's filtered, you have to have special filters. You have to do that research. He's got uh, some people up here uh, on his website at uh, Infowars.com that have some filters that they they say are uh, specifically for fluoride. But just want to throw that out there, that if you if you think you're drinking a filtered water out from like some carbonated filter or something, and you think that's getting... It might be getting the chlorine out, but it's not doing a whole lot more beyond that. So, please understand, that's a really big matter and a really big issue that you don't... And I do not advise drinking the bottled water either, because the bottled water is contaminated with this... Um, uh, the BPA and, and the things of the, the things that leach from the plastics. And many times, the, the bottled water is more contaminated than the top water. There, there's less regulation on bottled water than there actually is tap water. I mean, that's a huge scam. And so I like I like the Ecolo Blue units because they make the water literally out of thin air. So it's Ecolo Blue, E-C-O-L-O Blue, just one word. Uh, they make the water out of thin air. Uh, I've had one for quite a while, and um, they're not, well, I don't know how about the second generation. I think they're more easy, they're, more easy to take care of. The first generation that I got is it's a handful. But uh, I would advise that is a good, or if you had a good um, access to a good spring or well, but you know, even that, you know, there 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 could be uh, water contamination. You'd want to get the well tested, you'd want to get you know the spring or whatever tested. Uh, you might have to run it through further filtration, these types of things. And I'm not saying I, I'm the be all end all expert on that. I'm just trying to kind of point you in the right direction because the water is one of the main ways they're, they're getting us, not to mention the food as well. Find out what it's doing to people. It is mind boggling. This is a Holocaust that's going on. This is an attack on the human species itself. So these eugenicists can bring in their world government. Look at this headline. Bisphenol A now linked to male infertility and gender confusion. Here's another one. Sperm counts continue to plummet, say researchers connected to bisphenol A. Greenpeace finds toxic chemicals in branded clothing. Canned food may expose people to BPA, the little juice box liners. All canned food have BPA, um, the, the liners in the cans are totally contaminated. I don't, I try, I try not to eat anything out of a can anymore. Um, uh, if, if it's like a, a liquid in a can in particular, it's just absorbing, uh, those chemicals right into the, into the actual can itself. Um, so I, I hate to, you know, 
say that, but that 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 is the case as well. There's VPA toxic set stage for more bans. FDA faulted for stance on chemicals in plastics. Here's the good news. A decade ago, when you talked about bisphenol A and other issues similar to it, you were laughed at. That isn't happening now. The Canadian government, different European governments have moved in the last four years to have it removed by law. Here in the United States, retailers have come out and advertised that they're bisphenol A free. But the establishment and the eugenicists have struck back. They're now having it added to literally thousands of different products. As I mentioned earlier, even toilet paper. So that it's incredibly hard to avoid this stuff. These nasty little globalist control freaks count on you being lazy. Count on you being trusting. They count on you not researching and finding out the full horror of what they're involved in. This is a total takeover of the biosphere of our planet. Just like Monsanto's coming out with seeds, the Terminator seeds that don't reproduce. You've got to go to them each time. There's a new report out, International Journal of Biomedical Sciences, very prestigious. Monsanto GMO corn linked to organ failure. When you read deeper in the study, it's causing massive infertility in all mammal species and within three generations, near total infertility in guinea pigs, rats. There are no human studies. Do you understand? We're already a generation and a half or so into this, and we see fertility plummeting. They're going to create a whole race where there is no fertility. People will not be able to even reproduce. They've already done... See, when they do these studies on like rats and hamsters and things like that, they reproduce much quicker than a human would, obviously. So they can, they can trace it a lot. Okay, they can trace three generations real quick. And they're finding total infertility in like the subsequent generations. Well, this is the actual exact thing they're doing to the human populace right now through these exact chemicals that we're talking about. So you can see this is kind of a big deal, the, uh, not some trivial matter that we're talking about here. I, hate, I wish there wasn't so many big deals that we had to report on, but this is a major one. Three generations in all mammal species they tested in. 99% infertility and incredible deformities. And now because there's such a... So 99% infertility within three generations of any, what, mammalian races and def- massive deformities as well. That's what we should be expecting. I mean, the way people eat most of the time nowadays, uh, they've got no real regard for any of this. Most people don't care about this stuff. It doesn't matter what you put in front of them. But I don't believe that's true, like, of my listeners or, or maybe of, of your families and these types of things. I'm talking about people in general. Uh, that seems to be the case. Incredible infertility. The globalists are coming out with the infertility treatments, which they sell at incredible cost to the public. They add things to the water, add things to the food, add things to the packaging chain by design through these global combines, through these agreements, and then when you're sterile, they come back, and for millions of dollars, you go to them for these expensive genetic treatments so you can have children, but they're now designer, and the companies can build whatever Trojan horses they want into the back end. And this is exactly the theme of a show called Gattaca that that gets into this whole designer uh, baby thing where you are literally, when you have children... You go to the fertility doctors, and they literally um, hand-select the sperm and the egg from the woman, and basically, it's like a designer baby. They, they 
hand-select the, the genetic material used in the conception process, and you get a specific designer baby uh, artificially created through these governmental scientists, essentially. And this is where they want to bring it. They want to be able to control every single aspect of your life, every single little tiny infinitesimal part of your life. This is where they're trying to move us. And and we're at the beginning, more near the... I shouldn't say the beginning, because this has been a long time coming, but they're really starting to ramp things up, though, now. And then they will have the high-tech treatments that are able to unlock our genetic code and allow us to reproduce again. Once the world government's in place and all the Rome UN and Club of Rome documents, they're talking about an 80% world population reduction. That's what their world government is about. That's why the big mega banks that run this system want to destroy the world economy so that everybody is dependent on government. They don't want you to be self-sufficient. They want you to be dumbed down and controlled. But if you're aware of the chemical and biological cocktails that are assaulting you, we can fight our way out of this by making choices that limit the amount of exposure we have to this form of warfare. There's a reason all these diseases are increasing, because we are being slow-killed. We are being soft-killed. We are being murdered by a cocktail of poisons. This is the ultimate revolution. This is the human revolution against a technocratic, psychopathic, control freak elite who are playing God. Warn everyone you know about bisphenol A. It's in almost... Sources of of bisphenol A. Plastic bottles, food cans, soda cans, store receipts, printer ink, cash money, uh, dental amalgams and fillings, uh, baby formula containers, cosmetics makeup, uh, name brand clothing, uh... And also juice boxes as well. Now, I'm sure there's more, but that's some of the main ones. Everything. Clothes, printer ink, packaging. It's everywhere. And retail workers and factory workers that are around this are being devastated by it. Let's reclaim our humanity together. Don't let them use little cliches about, oh, we're bashing gay people or, oh, we're conspiracy theorists. When these criminals... Attack us with propaganda. We need to shove the facts right back in their face and say, we see you, we know what you're doing, we've got the facts, and we're not laying down and taking it anymore. Humanity is awakening to the crimes that you, the eugenicists, have been committing against us, and you will be brought to justice. Now, the rest is up to you. Get this information out to everyone you know. The ball is in your court. The information... So, anyway, that... That's a, I, I think he did a really good job of... Now, there's a whole bunch more videos below that one you can click on here about different, various and different ways that they're uh, trying to kill us. Uh, so that was that particular report. Now, let's go on to the next report. And it's the FDA says you have no right to freedom of food, which would also go along with this theme. You thought that you had right to choose what you eat. The FDA says you don't. They claim that there's no fundamental right to choose the food your food, or freedom to contract for it. Responding to a farm-to-consumer legal defense fund lawsuit, the FDA clearly states that you do not have the right to freedom of choice in your diet. Farm-to-consumer legal defense fund lawsuit against the uh, Food and Drug Administration on behalf of its members and for all of its family farms in the U.S., this lawsuit uh, against the FDA is claiming 
that, quote, federal regulations banning raw milk for human consumption in interstate commerce are unconstitutional and outside the FDA's statutory authority as applied to um, this, it's the Farm to Consumer Legal Defense Fund members and the named individual plaintiffs in the lawsuit. The FDA responded by claiming a number of things, including the absurd idea that uh, this lawsuit has no standing to file this organization has no standing to file this case. That is, they're claiming that the organization that represents the people who have been harmed by the FDA's actions do not actually represent them. They claim that no harm has been shown in spite of the fact that the FDA's actions have prevented farmers from producing and selling raw milk and their customers have lost the ability to obtain it. Raw milk's one of the best things, uh, particularly raw organic if it's grass-fed, one of the best things you can possibly put in your body. And uh, this is one of the reasons I think they're so incredibly against it. It's live enzymes and live cultures and things of this nature that are actually in that milk that are incredibly beneficial to the body. Uh, So it's no wonder that they would go after that particular product. The FDA claims that plaintiff's assertion of the new fundamental right under substantial due process to produce, obtain, and consume unpasteurized milk lacks any support in law. This implies that no rights exist unless they have been specifically granted. This concept runs completely counter to the basic concepts of the nation. The Declaration of Independent states, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from consent of the government, of the governed. In other words, they get their power by consent of the people that they're, okay, but no, no, that's not the way that we're being treated anymore, or if we ever were, or to a certain extent, in the last hundred years. Um, They're taking away our rights, and they're telling us what we do and what we don't do, and we're not to question that. And this this is where we're at. The rights identified in the Declaration of Independence clearly state that they are merely among the obvious rights of people. How could anyone suggest that obtaining one's food of choice is not an inherent right? The FDA states that there is no deeply rooted historical tradition of unfettered access to foods of all kinds. How dare we? Who do we think we are? Pursuing foods that, you know, wanting to eat foods that we want to eat? Who do we think we are? This implies that one does not have the right to a vegetable garden containing one's food choices, or that choosing organic over petroleum-based fertilizer is not a right, or that no one has a right to choose to eat vegetarian diets. Uh, There is no generalized right, and then the FDA says, quote, there is no generalized right to bodily and physical health. (laughs) Oh, may the Lord Jesus Christ rain down his fury on these devils. I mean, th- this this needs to be exposed. There is no generalized right to bodily and physically physical health. They quote. There's, this is a quote from them. This title quotes the title of a section of the FDA. This was how they started a section. This was the this was the title of the section. There's no generalized right to bodily or phys- and physical health. So what? So the government deems. Gives us our right to bodily and physically health. We don't have that right at all. The government grants us everything. 
We're to be good little brown shirt Nazis and do whatever we're told and not question it. That's the kind of society they want and that they're moving us toward. So this title quotes the title of a section of the FDA's response to the lawsuit. The FDA is literally claiming that they have the right to take a person's health if it suits them. The section uses... uh, Spurious logic claiming that there is no right to bodily and physical health because, according to them, there is no right to food choice, which is a claim that only the FDA could possibly make. It is interesting that the FDA is implicitly acknowledging that there is a connection between food and health, though they deny that one has a right to either the freedom of food or the pursuance of bodily and physical health. We don't have either, according to them. The logic the FDA is using seems to be, quote, if, if it isn't specifically named in the Constitution, then there's no such right. This absurdity of, the, of that logic is revealed by suggesting that you don't have the right to breathe because it wasn't specifically granted in the Constitution. What could be a more basic to life than the right to, um, right to live, what could be more basic to life and the right to live than the right to eat as we wish and obtain the food we wish to eat? We have the right to free speech and assembly. In light of that, how can the FDA claim that we don't, by definition, have the right to eat what we choose? Uh, The government just gets more evil and wicked by the day. So there's some action steps you can take here. I guess Ron Paul helped uh, uh, put a uh, bid in to overturn the federal ban on raw milk, HR 778. There's a link here you can click on. And then help defeat, defeat uh, HR 2749, which would give the FDA even more power. FDA is just wickedly, totally corrupt. Just like almost virtually every aspect of our government at this point. Uh, you can, uh, this would give the FDA even more power and put a small family farmers out of business, which they want to do that. So they want everything to be big, corporate, Conagra, mega uh, farming all controlled by the government, and then they can control exactly what food is getting out there and what we're, we're eating, even more so than it is now. And there's some other action things that you can do here to, to uh, fight this wickedness. And also, to most importantly, pray. Here's another article. How your taxes are being used by the government to produce junk food. With rates of obesity, diabetes, and nearly every other major health problem rising each year, why has the United States decided to heavily subsidize junk food? I wouldn't have anything to do with killing us, right? Or causing more infertility. Or creating more of a weak, dumbed-down, feminized, for on, on the men, population. Nah, I wouldn't have anything to do with that, I'm sure. Farmers around the country choosing, choosing to grow healthy crops, like chard, broccoli, spinach, simply do not have the government funding that those growing massive amounts of corn and soybeans, of which 90% of each are genetically modified, do. Does the U.S. government really think that fruits and vegetables are not as important as grains, which are are mostly used for processing harmful food items? Uh, just gonna we're gonna play a little clip here. Um, it's called the CBS CBS report on the U.S. taxpayer-funded subsidies for junk food. So let's go ahead. And click on this. We're just going to watch about two and a half minutes of this. Go Green with CBS News. 
Yes, Doc. This is a serious question. With obesity rates rising and government debt skyrocketing, should Americans be subsidizing junk food? Some consumer advocates say that we're spending billions of dollars promoting the wrong ingredients, as Elaine Quijano reports. Even some farmers say it's time for a policy change. We're getting the ingredients to a salad here, we'll make. We plant what we eat, um, and we eat what we plant. Eat our great tomatoes. For the DeMilles in Oregon City, Oregon, farming is a family affair. It's also a business that literally puts food on their table. We grow tomatoes, we grow basil, we grow cauliflower, we grow broccoli, we grow um, chard and carrots. We grow the healthiest crops we, <laughs> we possibly can. Okay, let's take them up there and wash them off. Can I eat this one? A really big one? And their new enterprise, Say Natural Farms, is financially healthy despite the fact that they receive no government subsidies. I don't think there is a subsidy for any of the crops we grow. As far as I'm concerned, the only subsidies out there are for the big grain producers. Between 19- So if it's wicked, and we're going to show you how wicked the corn and the, and the soy industry are, if it's wicked, the government will get behind you 110%. They'll subsidize you. They'll encourage that all day long. But if it's good for you, they're going to do nothing of the kind. They're not going to help you at all. Not to say that we should be going to the government for help, but I just, I, just the paradox that exists there. The, the hypocrisy that exists. And, and the obvious agenda behind that of, again, depopulation, uh, creating a sick population with all the, the diseases that go along with the corn and the soy. And we're going to get into that specifically and what that actually causes in, in society. It's no wonder. I mean, it's that wicked. It is that evil. And we're not even talking about all the other things that they're, they're doing to try to kill us. We haven't even talked about chemtrails, uh, kind of mentioned the stuff that they're doing in the water and some of the stuff they're doing to the food. But obviously, there's a myriad of other ways that they're trying to uh, destroy us as well. Ninety-five in 2010, American taxpayers spent more than $260 billion in agricultural subsidies. Most $260 billion of your taxpayer dollars at work to go toward this wicked, evil garbage, subsidizing these, these um, devil crops that they're making. To grow just a few commodity crops, including corn and soybeans. And even more troubling to the DeMilles, $16.9 billion has gone to subsidize high fructose corn syrup and other additives used in junk food. We find that a lot of that money is actually going to junk food ingredients and not a lot to fresh fruits and vegetables. In fact, according to the recently published report, Apples to Twinkies, comparing federal subsidies of fresh produce and junk food, if American taxpayers received government subsidies directly, we would each get $7.36 to spend on junk food and just $0.11 to buy apples each year, enough to buy 19 Twinkies but less than a quarter of one apple. There's a whole lot of attention to deficit reduction and wasteful government spending right now. And, you know, just about anything you could think of, I think, would be a better use of these dollars than subsidizing the ingredients of a Twinkie. But what about much ballyhooed government efforts? Oh, here's Michelle Obama and her Get Fit program. Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign to fight obesity and the USDA's new food icon, MyPlate, meant to teach healthy eating habits. Certainly there are initiatives that are aimed at reducing childhood obesity, but at the same time... I don't believe that. I think that's all window dressing. All lies and garbage. It, supposedly programs to eliminate childhood obesity do this or do that. It's just like 
you know, the Susan G. Komen race for the cure garbage that we had documented how they have, they're, they're, they could care less. They don't want a cure to be found. Just like the same thing for this. But they like to play both sides of the field. They like to look like they're trying in some way. And then that, that way they can control both sides of the situation that they've created. The, the problems and the horrific things that they've created. There's all these dollars that are going out to uh, make that task even harder. But according to John Anderson, senior economist for the American... Okay, so that's all we're going to end up playing on that. They they give some this asinine guy that chimes in about, you know, what he thinks and how... I mean, they just... I, I love it. They, they interview these people and it's like... They just say stuff and it's like we're just supposed to believe it when the obvious truth is staring us in the face. And they're saying, oh no, that's not really real. It's 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 no it's 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 good we're no we're going to look at this a little bit more closer uh, regarding this particular subject between 1995 and 2010 over 260 billion was spent by American taxpayers in agricultural subsidies billion most of that money is put into commodity commodity crops such as corn and soybeans but the money is far less than well spent. While corn alone took in a whopping $77.1 billion from the government from between 1995 and 2010, taxpayers spent $262 million subsidizing apples during the same time period. It just so happens that apples are really only the significant federal subsidy of fresh fruits and vegetables. In fact, if these agricultural subsidies went directly to consumers for the purchase of food, and again, it's, it shows how it, we would get $7.36 to spend on Twinkies, and 11 cents to spend on apples each year. Uh, the U.S. government continues to be a major player in the national food business. This is the whole thing with fascism, combining the government and the corporate monopolies that exist into one big, satanic, cohesive unit. Um, with these subsidies, they're even continuing to grow. So that, I mean, if there's one good thing, I mean, at least the subsidies are growing. No, just kidding. Uh, the worst part is that the crops being subsidized are almost always genetically modified. Imagine that. Imagine that. I mean, I just can't believe it. And then they pose a major health risk to the environment and all of humankind. Corn may be the, most, may be the crop utilized most poorly in the country. The corn being fed is actually specifically created for the purpose of adding ingredients, many of which are toxic, into the food supply. One such ingredient is high fructose corn syrup, which has been found to contain mercury and cause cancer and diabetes, and resides in many products such as ketchup, cereals, beverages, well, they put it in everything they can get it into. Shockingly, it has replaced nearly all sugar in sodas and soft drinks. See, white sugar's bad enough, okay, but it wasn't killing the populace quickly enough. So now they've, they've tried to go over to high fructose corn syrup, which is actually much more horrifically toxic to our system. Uh, so, again, it's, it's their answer to white table sugar. Uh, there is cornstarch, corn gluten meal, hydrolyzed corn protein, and corn syrup, which can all be found in snacks like cookies. Lastly, corn is used to feed conventional, conventionally fed animals to promote weight gain, hasten their slaughter weight. Unfortunately, these animals' digestive systems are not meant to digest corn, which contributes to the animals being fed antibiotics. Well, they're, they're meant to be grass-fed, not corn-fed. Okay, corn fattens them up, and this GMO corn, who knows what it's doing them on a genetic level, but it also contributes to the use of antibiotics. Now, 80% of the antibiotics that are actually used are used in the animal industry, cattle, chicken. They have to give them to them because 
it's just like the plants. Okay? You grow a plant in poor soil. You grow a plant in soil that's been totally depleted, totally sterilized, totally deadened. Soil's supposed to be alive, okay, that you grow plants in. It's not like that anymore. They've depleted the soils. They keep they don't rotate the crops properly. They grow they grow out of the soils year after year after year. They spray three things on the on the plants to get them to grow, NPK, NPK which stands for nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And It'll grow a plant, but then they've got to put on all these other things to keep the plant from getting sick and dying because it's so weak because the minerals in the soil, the good, healthy soil will create a good, healthy plant. When you have depleted, dead soil that's been chemically fertilized, the plant that grows out of that is weak and sickly. So then what they have to do is spray herbicides, pesticides, fungicides, all over the plants in order to get them to grow so they don't die, which also contributes to the toxic load. Then they've got the GMO seeds that they're using, which actually have pesticides built into the plant. I mean, we're talking frankenfoods here, big time. And they grow these plants and they put them out and, and, they, and, and they're just, they're so far away from the way God intended, it it's just boggles the mind. The, the animals are the same way. You raise an animal, you give them the basic necessities to get them fattened up and to grow, but you, you, you exclude the trace minerals, you exclude the vitamins and these types of things that they need. You have to give them antibiotics in order that they don't get sick because they're inherently going, their immune systems are going to be much weaker. 80% of the antibiotics used in this country are used in the um, cattle, poultry, that type of industry. And, and it's fed to the cows. Now, the antibiotics get into the meats. You eat the meats, it's like you're on constant antibiotics yourselves because you're actually getting the antibiotics in the food. Okay? This kills the flora in your intestinal tract and makes you very susceptible to get candida. And it also devastates your own immune system. So that's why it's good for all of us to be on some type of refrigerated flora product because we really need to be trying to put back the good bacteria in our intestinal tract because we're getting, if, if you're not eating organic all the time, which is very, very hard to do, I, I, I give you that, you're getting um, the antibiotics in the meat. So that's another way that that's happening. So a lot of times people think, oh, it's just the antibiotic cycle that maybe you took for whatever, which is bad enough. But you're getting it in the meat, so you're getting a lot from that. 80% of the antibiotics used are used in those industries, so you are what you eat. So I, I wanted to throw that in as well. Uh, in addition to corn, um, lye, soybeans are another crop heavily subsidized by the U.S. government. Today the U.S. produces at least 75% of all soybeans grown worldwide. These things should not be, they're, they're really hardly even fit for human consumption unless they're fermented. Okay, Soybeans and we're going to look at these, uh, really are horrific, okay? Uh, with it, this, um, there was an increase of soybeans of about 10 million acres produced between 2007 and 2011. Well, it's, if it's evil, if it's going to cause huge detrimental health effects to humanity, that's what they're going to subsidize, that's what they're going to grow, because they're trying to kill us. So this should come as no surprise. Total subsidies for soybeans between 1995 and 2010 totaled $24.3 billion, making it third on the list of top products subsidized. Unfortunately, this heavily subsidized crop is no less genetically modified than corn. 
with nearly 93% of soybeans being genetically modified in order to resist powerful weed killers. So they create these GMO crops that are literally Roundup ready, meaning they can spray Monsanto, one of the most wicked companies on the planet, they can spray the Roundup ready pesticide right on the crops. They don't have to worry about not getting it on the crops. And they'll still grow and it won't affect them. Which to me is incomprehensible because Roundup is so incredibly lethal and toxic. I've worked with it before when I was in uh, the lawn care service business in Florida with my grandparents growing up during the summers. And that stuff would kill anything. And they're just spraying it right on the crops now? I can't even comprehend that. But the seeds are Roundup ready, so they're resistant to this horrifically bad... I mean, it is so evil what they're doing. For centuries, Asian people have been consuming fermented soy products such as natto, which actually is where we get the term natto kinase, which you've heard me mention before, which is something that actually helps to thin the blood naturally, to, to a certain extent help to deplaque the arteries, and it also helps to lower blood pressure. That's a product I actually advocate in, in cell, natto kinase. So that's okay when it's fermented, in particularly that form, they're just using a fraction of the soy. They're not using the whole soy. Um, but soy sauce, tempeh, and soy sauce are fermented, and they actually enjoy some of the health benefits. I don't think you should overdo the soy sauce or the tempeh, okay? But if they're fermented, there are health attributes there. Fermented soy does not wreak havoc on your body like unfermented soy products do. Unfortunately, many Americans who are committed to healthy lifestyles have been hoodwinked and manipulated into believing that unfermented and processed soy products like soy milk, soy cheese, soy burgers, some of my favorites here, I mean, it just makes your mouth water, soy burgers, and soy ice cream are good for them. These things are not even remotely fit for human consumption. Think of a soy burger like death on a bun, okay? That's what it is. It's not health food. You go into these health food stores now, and I mean, it's it's just as bad as going into a, into a uh, a regular grocery store. Almost, it's almost as there. You know, they got canola oil and stuff, soy oil, soy stuff, and everything that you that you see just about. I mean, unless you're you're shopping on the periphery and you're actually going right to the produce and right to the you know the source. But I mean, anything in a package form, you got to be really really careful of. Because they're they're putting this stuff in everything, and they're calling, and you're paying double for it for something that's that's just as bad as what you're getting in the health food store or in a regular store a lot of times. So, you know, it, it just shows me how sold out the health food stores are as well. Because if they really, I mean, don't tell me they haven't done their homework and they they're not aware. Please, if you own a health food store, you're aware of this type of stuff. I mean, unless you're just a total like. Um, Monopoly or some corporation that have come in here and just have, but the majority of things you could get in the health food store are contaminated. So you have to be, you got to read labels, and it, it's not, you know, it's it's not just something you can walk in there and just start picking stuff out because it's it's very bad. Uh, Dr. Kayla Daniel, author of the whole soy story, points out thousands of studies linking soy to malnutrition, malnutrition. Digestive distress, immune system breakdown, thyroid dysfunction, cognitive decline, reproductive disorders. Oh, imagine that. And infertility. Oh, imagine that. Infertility. There we go with that again. I wonder why they'd be subsidizing this into the millions. Mm, I don't know. Uh, also, cancer and heart disease. Here are just a sampling of the health benefits that have been linked to soy consumption. 
and I say benefits tongue-in-cheek, breast cancer, brain damage, infant abnormalities, thyroid disorders, kidney stones, immune system impairment, severe, potentially fatal food allergies, impaired fertility, danger during pregnancy and nursing. Where do I sign up? So, soy proponents will argue that soy-based foods, they lump the fermented ones in with the unfermented. So see, that's a little clever satanic tactic. They lump all the studies of the, of the unfermented and the fermented together. They'll take credit for the fermented studies that actually can show some health benefits, and they'll lump that in with the unfermented in the hope that you never figure that out. They say that uh, soy-based foods will protect you from everything, from colon to prostate to breast cancer, even though it causes that, to strokes to osteoporosis and asthma. But the said enthusiasts, said enthusiasts, never mention the studies that illuminate soy's downside and all of the dangers posed to your health, which are based on sound research. Another unfortunate fact is that 80% of the world's soy is used in farm animal feed, which is why soy production is contributing to deforestation as well. Some soy propagandists have suggested that the solution for all this is for all of us to become vegans. Yes, I think that's a great idea. I think we should all become vegans. Eat a consistent diet of mung beans and sprouts and do a lot of yogic meditation. Uh, anyway, the, vegans were some of the sickest patients I've ever had, just so you know. And I did specialize in clinical nutrition for a number of years. And <laughs> they were some of the sickest patients I have ever been around. Most of them are totally new age to boot. And uh, it was a sad, sad combination. Uh which is a reckless recommendation rooted in total ignorance about nutrition, whereas a far better solution is a major overhaul in how farm animals are fed and actually raised. Now, here's a book that you can get if you want to know more. It's called The Whole Soy Story. It's by the lady that we just cited here. I give you the links to that. Um, so, what makes soy such a risky food to eat? Here's a summary of soy's most glaring problems. Number one, 91% of the soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified. Frankenfood. The genetic modification is done to impart resistance to the toxic herbicide Roundup. Hey, again, Roundup-ready crops. What's not to like about that? While this is meant to increase farming efficiency and provide you with less expensive soy, and that's all I care about, I don't know about you, the downside is that your soy is loaded with this toxic pesticide. The plant also contains genes from bacteria that produce a protein that has never been part of the human food chain. Mm, nah, no red flags there. Uh, GM soy has also been linked to an increase in allergies. Disturbingly, the only published human feeding study on GM foods ever conducted verified that the gene inserted into the GM soy transfers into the DNA of our human gut bacteria and continues to function even after you quit eating it. So that should kind of give you that warm and fuzzy feeling. You know... You think this isn't being done by design? How they always seem to be wanting to get into our DNA, whether it be through the vaccines, whether it be through the GMO soy, whether it be through whatever other means that they're trying to get into our DNA. And, and the, Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was going on in Noah's day? The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise all that they chose. And in those days were giants. They produced a, a, a DNA-tainted DNA-modified, hybrid human, Nephilim, fallen one giant. 
And it became so bad, this problem became so pervasive that God had to destroy the whole earth, save eight people. And Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You think that maybe we might want to be looking for ways they're trying to mess with our DNA? The Bible says in Daniel, it said, they, some other race, not human, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men regarding the end times we're living in, but they shall not cleave. That word cleave means to actually fit. They're going to mingle themselves with the seed of men. They're trying to do the exact same thing they were in the days of... Now, I think it was a much more direct approach in Noah's day. It was more like, here we are, we are your gods, you do what we say, we take women all that we choose. You know, me Tarzan, you Jane, that type of thing. And it was much more in your face. But the devil realized in the day and age that we're in now, he had to be more subtle. Well, he's the most subtle beast of the field, according to Genesis 3. That's how he went to Eve, to deceive her, through subtlety. Well, just now, it's just getting a little more flagrant, more by the day. But they're doing the same thing. They're always trying to get to our DNA. I've done many, many teachings on that particular subject as well. This means that years after you stop eating the good old GM soy... You may still have potentially an allergic protein continuously being produced in your intestines. Even more frightening is the potential for GM soy to cause infertility in future generations. Oh, imagine that. They're, they're doing more stuff to create infertility. That's why you just can't blame it on the BPA on the receipts. It's, it's a myriad and multitude of ways they're trying to destroy us. Uh, so, going further, what's, this, what's another thing about soy we need to know? Soy contains natural toxins known as anti-nutrients. Again, sounds good to me. Soy contains a number of anti-nutritional factors, such as saponins, soya toxin, petiolates, protease inhibitors, oxalates, gototrogens, and estrogens. Some of these factors interfere with the enzymes you need to digest protein, while a small amount of anti-nutrients would not likely cause a problem. The amount of soy that many Americans are now consuming is extremely high. Um, soy contains, third point, soy contains hemagglutin. Hemagglutin is a clot-promoting substance that causes your red blood cells to clump together. Sounds good. These clumped cells are unable to properly absorb and distribute oxygen in your tissues. So that's not going to be a very good thing. Fourth point, soy contains go gotrogens, Gotrogens are substances that block the synthesis of thyroid hormones and interfere with iodine metabolism, which has a lot to do with energy production, has a lot to do with your metabolism in general, has a lot to do with your ability to fight off infections, uh, thereby interfering with your thyroid function, which is a huge problem, particularly with women. And they've taken, it's kind of funny, they've totally taken the iodine out of the food chain. Isn't that crazy? You go back in, even into the 1800s, iodine, Lugol's iodine in particular, was considered like the, uh, they would refer to it as a um, elixir of life type of product. You take it as a general, I take it every day, still, just about, when I remember. Um, but I just took some today. What they did, though, in their infinite wisdom, it used to be in bread. Um... And they've totally removed it from the food chain, pretty much. The good iodine that should be there. They've almost totally removed it from the food chain. And what ends up happening is it used to be in bread, in the form of iodine. And now they've, in their infinite wisdom, they've substituted that with bromine. 
Iodine, bromine, and fluoride are all in what they call the halogen family, periodic table stuff. I'm going to get a little periodic table on you now. Uh, they compete with one another in the body. Bromine, uh, fluoride, and iodine. These halogens, they compete for receptor sites in the thyroid in particular. When you remove iodine from the food supply, which has all been done by design, and you replace it with bromine, which is toxic, the bromine is what's going to get into the thyroid, and the bromine has all kinds of horrific side effects, and then the thyroid is going to become um, malfunctioning, usually hypo, meaning it doesn't, uh, it's, it's sluggish. And that's what they've done. Again, one other thing they've done by design. And then also by introducing, uh, well, I'm sorry, the chlorine. The chlorine was the other uh, halogen. Now, I don't know if fluoride is or not, but chlorine I know is. That also competes with iodine in the body. So they put the chlorine in the water supply. We've talked about the fluoride, but they put the chlorine in the water supply. And they've put, um, they've taken the iodine out of the bread and put bromine in, and they're doing this all to target thyroid function and to make sure that humanity is not getting iodine, which has a lot to do with vitality and how you feel and your immune system and your metabolism. And I know it's contributing to obesity rates, and you could go on and on and on. It also has a lot to do with cancer prevention as well. Um, Mainland, uh, the women in Japan that um, eat a lot of the, the kelp, which has a lot of the iodine, because they eat a lot of seaweed and the foods they eat, they have like the lowest incidence of breast cancer on the planet, of cancers in general. And they've attributed that directly because of the iodine they're getting in the seaweeds and the kelps that they're eating. So again, again, I wouldn't eat any seaweed or kelp now in Japan, thanks to Fukushima, but I'm saying in general the studies that have been done. Okay, I just wanted to verify this. I don't want to make bad statements. I was right, actually. Uh, The halogen family are the five non-metallic elements found in group 17 of the periodic table. Uh, halogen means salt former, and compounds containing halogens are also called salts. Um, and we can actually get even into the seven electrons in their outer shell, if you like. But anyway, sorry. Uh, halogens are fluor- fluorine, which we also is implicated with fluoride. Okay, so I was right about that. Uh, chlorine, chlorine, they put it in the water. Bromine, iodine, and astatine. Now, I don't really know a whole lot about astatine, but I know that the iodine they've targeted to take out of the food supply. And it's funny that they've been obsessed with putting the bromine, the chlorine, and the fluorine into the water and the food supply. Hmm. I'm sure they have no... And those are all, you know, wicked and evil and, and have all kind of horrific side effects. Whereas iodine we actually need. 90 to 95% of the iodine in the body is stored in the thyroid. And you've got to have it for metabolism. Uh, so it's, uh, and again, all of the other things, I've got a whole newsletter on just iodine alone that I've, that I've got and it's very, very important stuff. So again, I just wanted to key on that a little bit more. The actual soy contains goitrogens. Now when you think of goiter, okay, the thyroid is, is expanded and you get a really big, uh, neck, Essentially, in the front, the thyroid gland expands huge, and it's it's due to lack of iodine. So, these soy um, soy containing products could actually cause a goiter, and that's why they call it goitrogens, or substances that block the synthesis of thyroid hormones and interfere with iodine metabolism. So, that's another benefit of, of soy. Um, obviously, I'm being 
sarcastic, but uh, anyway, soy contains petylates or phytates or phytic acid, which bind to metal ions. This prevents the absorption of certain minerals, including calcium, magnesium, iron, and zinc, which are all cofactors for optimal biochemistry in your body. Uh, soy is also loaded with isoflavones, genistein, and, and dazidin. Now, these are things that they'll advertise why you want to consume soy. They'll say, yes, well, th- you want to consume it because it's a phytoestrogen, and you need that. Yeah, that you want to consume soy for that reason. Isoflavones are a type of phytoestrogen, which is a plant compound resembling human estrogen. These compounds mimic and sometimes block the hormone estrogen, the natural estrogen, and have been found to have adverse effects on human tissues. Soy phytoestrogens are known to disrupt endocrine function, may cause infertility, and may promote breast cancer in women. Drinking even two glasses of soy milk daily. Mmm, doesn't that sound good? Anyway, drinking two glasses of soy milk daily for one month provides enough of these compounds to alter your menstrual cycle. Although the FDA regulates estrogen-containing products, no warnings exist on soy. No, they want you to consume away. Come on, drink it by the gallon. Why not? What's not the like? Anyway, soy has also toxic levels of aluminum and manganese. Soy products are processed by acid washing in aluminum tanks, which can leach high levels of aluminum into the final soy product. Soy product, soy infant formula also puts your baby's health at risk. Nearly 20% of U.S. infants are now fed soy formula. Like I said, Satan wants to get them when they're at their tiniest, and when they're at their most vulnerable, vaccinate them the day they're born. Give them that hepatitis B vaccine and all the other cocks toxic things that they're putting out kill them defile them body soul and spirit as soon as you can as soon as you possibly can that's always been satan's agenda and the, and our and the medical profession is just walking lockstep with satan in order to fulfill that agenda i'm not saying emergency medicine's bad but i'm just saying in general a lot of evil going on there so 20% of the us infants are now fed soy formula but the estrogens in soy can irreversibly harm your baby's sexual development and reproductive health. Infants fed soy formula take in an estimated five birth control pills worth of estrogen every day. Yeah, your baby needs five birth control pills, the amount of estrogen and five birth control pills every day. I mean, that's natural to their little systems, right? Boy or girl. Hey, did you, did you see the thing about how Obama is now going to mandate all the birth controls for all the health care plans now, that they're going to have to be mandated? And regardless of if there's a religious conviction, they'll have to be mandated, and there'll be no, like, copay or anything. They'll have to do it. Oh, there's no evil agenda there. I wonder if the New World Order knows that birth control many times are actually abortifactants, where they actually cause abortions of fertilized eggs. That's how birth controls actually can work. Now, I'm not saying that's always the way they work, but the pill in all of them can totally work that way and cause abortion after abortion after abortion in your womb, and you'll never even know it. But you know who does know it? God. You know who else knows it? Satan. And you think it might be bringing a curse on you to be using the pill if it's actually working that way? You're literally aborting baby after baby after baby after baby. Potentially. Could literally be happening every month. How? Because it interferes with the uterine lining and prevents successful implementa- implantation of a fertilized egg that comes down the fallopian tubes into the uterus. It's a fact. Look it up. I've done whole studies on this. I've done a whole study on contraception. 
you might want to check out. Just key in contraception in the keyword search box and contendingfortruth.com. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to make anyone mad. I'm doing it because I don't want you to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. I don't want you to bring a curse on yourself. You know, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? According to Galatians 4.16? Hopefully not, but I know I've become a lot of people's enemies because I put that out. But, you know, I have to. I don't have a choice. So, yeah, it's no problem infants fed soy form that take in an estimated five birth control pills worth of estrogen every day. I can't even imagine down the line how that's going to affect somebody. It's no wonder, like Alex Jones was saying, that some of these little girls are going into puberty at age of three. Well, if you're taking in that much estrogen from a very early age, and then you're drinking all the other hormonal-laced dairy products that they put out, pasteurized, homogenized, all kind of hormones in the products because they have to give the cows mega, mega amounts of hormones to fatten them up to keep the milk production going and all this other stuff. That's another thing they're doing. Not to mention the antibiotics that get into the the milk as well and the polluted grains they're feeding them with pesticides all over them and they eat that and that gets in their system. Um, Not to mention all that, but I mean, I can't even imagine. It's no wonder uh, children are going into puberty so young. Infants fed soy formula have up to 20,000 times the amount of estrogen in circulation as those fed other formulas. There's a link to this 20,000 times thing. 20,000 times the amount of estrogen in circulation as those fed other formulas? Wow, that's just almost incomprehensible. But yeah, I wanted to really just do a little expose on the evils of corn, and particularly soy. Because I've never really, I've said stuff about soy before, but I've never really actually got into it. Now, here's a little chart for you. This is the data uh, for each crop category for all the garbage that they're growing. And they get into the genetically modified soybeans, cotton, corn, and uh, they show the actual percent the actual uh, percentage throughout the years, like in 1996, oh my word, 1996, like, looked like 8% of the soy that came out was genetically modified. Now, it's 93. So I'm sure there's no hidden agenda behind anything. Back in uh, 1996, I don't know, it was like 2% of the corn was genetically modified. Now, it's, uh, depending on what strain you're looking at, either BT corn or HT corn, uh, those, uh, the ones at 70 and ones at 63%. So, again, there's obviously a huge agenda afoot here. So that's right, nearly 100% of all soybeans grown in the U.S. are genetically modified to, uh, to supposedly resist weed killers and have also been used, uh, that used to also kill the soybeans along with the weeds. And the BT corn and cotton, which have had genes from a soil bacterium, Bacillus thermogenes, uh, that's why they call BT, they have this soy bacterium, Bacillus thermogenes, jammed inside them on a DNA level, help them to resist insects. Oh, good. Both comprise about three-quarters of all acreage of the crops. The era of the Franken-food has, has, is already here. It turns out to be... a it says, if it turns out to be a devastating problem, I don't know why they say if, but uh, 
it may already be too late. Take a look at your lunch today. You've likely ingested some modifying strains of DNA corn. How are you feeling? Better question, how will you be feeling in the coming years? These genetically modified crops pushed by the government are said to reduce pesticide usage and to be completely safe according to U.S. government agencies, but more than enough evidence has been shown that these touted benefits to be false claims and the heavily subsidized genetically modified junk food pushed on the population has only been shown to be a threat to your health and to humanity. So um, we're going to go ahead and end part um, three here, and I think... I might be able to get this done in the next part, I'm hoping. So, God bless you, and we'll see you in part four.